So, Leslie, did you know that the typical household spends 1500 bucks a year on energy bills? And if you're writing checks this weekend, you sure do know. But Uncle Sam can help you shave up to 450 bucks off your energy costs. So gather up your energy bills and hit MoneyPit.com. Click on Ideas and Tips, then click Estimators and Calculators, and use the Energy Star Home Energy Yardstick to save some bucks on your house. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. It's a great hour. It's a great idea. We're here to talk home improvement. Give us a call right now with your home improvement questions, your do-it-yourself dilemmas at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. You know, in this economy, you want to make sure that when you choose a home improvement project, that it absolutely delivers the best value for your house. And a bathroom makeover can do just that. But you want to invest in a great design before you get started to make sure that when any potential buyer comes down and takes a look at that improvement, that it's worth every penny you put into it and more. We'll tell you how to choose a bathroom designer that can help you out in just a bit. And if you are adding a new bathroom or working on any major renovations in your home, it might actually be time to think about having your home reappraised. We're going to tell you everything you need to know before that appraiser rings your doorbell a little bit later. And also ahead this hour, we're going to talk to a woman on a mission. She was expecting her first child when she learned that her home had a major mold problem, and that started a concern for green living that has turned into a passion and a career. So we're having Sarah Beatty, the founder of Green Depot, joining us this hour to talk to us about going green your way and also how expectant parents like me, which is any day now, can keep (laughs) green ideas in mind when outfitting the nursery. And we're giving away a cool utility knife from the folks at Rabbit Tools. It's called the Shark. Comes along with an Edge prize pack worth 60 bucks. It's going to go to one caller that reaches us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's first? Mike in New Jersey is thinking about putting some carpeting in the basement. Mike, you know how we feel about that. I know, but I had carpeting in the basement, and uh, I'm remodeling the basement, so I want to put new carpeting back down. But the old carpeting had padding, and I'm told to glue the new one down, so I don't know what to do. Don't do it. Don't do it, Mike. If you put carpeting in that basement, I mean, I'm glad you survived to make this phone call, having had carpet (laughs) down there. You never had water down there? Yeah, it's just not a good idea. Even if you don't have water, Mike, there's so much moisture and humidity in that slab that combined with the dirt and the dust that will get in that carpet is going to grow mold in a big way. And it causes a whole host of respiratory situations. Yeah, especially as you get older. I would definitely not put carpeting in the basement. Here's some more options to give you something okay. to choose from. Um, if you want something that's really good looking and is going to be dimensionally stable, you can think about engineered hardwood floor. It will look like a regular hardwood floor that you might have higher up in the house. But it's engineered, so it's dimensionally stable. It's made of alternating layers of hardwood. Now, if you really want a carpet, put the engineered floor down and then put some throw regs on top of it so you can still have that soft surface under feet. But whatever you do, don't glue a carpet to that concrete floor. You're just asking for trouble. Okay. I already did partial laminate in the kitchen area of the basement on the cement. Mm-hmm. Actually, on the old choice. linoleum. 
Yeah, that was yeah. a good choice. Laminate yeah, floors are a good choice. Yeah, my wife wanted to do the whole basement with that, but uh, I wanted to do the carpeting, so... Well, your wife's a smart woman. And you know what? The <laughs> laminate all in the basement is going to make the space seem so much bigger. It's going to be easier to clean, and you're going to find you enjoy hanging out down there a lot more because you're not going to feel like sneezy or allergy-ish without any explanation. And Mike, That's remember, true. if you go for the laminate, there are so many colors and patterns. I mean, it doesn't have to look like a vinyl floor. It can look like hardwood. It can look like tile. It can look like stones. So you have a lot of choices. Yeah, that's true. I've seen that. Okay. Okay, very good. All right, Mike, have we talked to you out of the carpet? Yes, you have. Yes, Good. You have. <laughs> He's like, maybe. Our job is done. Thanks so much for calling <laughs> us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Christine in Virginia is dealing with a siding situation. Tell us about it. Well, my house is actually wood-sided, and the wood is doing pretty well, but the painted trim has turned a gray-spotted mess. I mean, it's moldy, mildewy. I don't know what it is. And I back up to a swamp which uh, probably doesn't help matters. <laughs> what color is the house painted? Yeah, and is it a nice shade of gray? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a bad shade of gray if it were consistent. Um, the house is actually itself like a sherry-stained cedar. So you would notice if there was mold or mildew on that, too? Right. Well, there had been on one side, and I had somebody come in and power wash it down mm-hmm. and take right. the stuff off. But he didn't want to touch the white paint, and I didn't know why. Well, it's just a maintenance issue. Perhaps he doesn't want to touch the white paint because maybe it's been a while since it's been painted and he's fearful that if he gets at it with the pressure washer, it's going to start chipping away at some of the old paint and then causing you to have to paint it again. And you might think that it's his fault, which, you know, can happen if you're working with a pressure washer. But you can, if you can access those trim areas, if you feel comfortable on a ladder in some of those regions where you need to reach it, you can mix up a bleach and water solution and get a stiff bristle brush. And I usually go, I mean, if it's heavily saturated, saturated with the mold and mildew, I'll go 50% bleach, 50% water. But if it's not so bad, I usually go 30, 70. I sort of gauge on, you know, how moldy, mildewy it is. And then I take that stiff brush and I sort of slop it onto the area, let it sit for a few minutes. If I can do it on a day when the sun is hitting that area as best it can, you know, I know it probably doesn't hit that area so great. That's why you're getting a lot of this mold and mildew. Then I'll scrub it and give it a good rinsing off. And that usually does the trick, but you're going to do it again next year or the year after. And then is there anything I can put on it to prevent it from happening again? Well, if it's uh, painted with a mildicide-based paint, then that actually will slow it down. The other things that you can do, sort of naturally speaking, is that the more light you get to those sides of the house, the more sunlight, the less chance you're going to have that it grows mold or mildew. So if you can cut back overhanging trees and have it a little bit more exposed to daylight, that will slow the growth. But in terms of painting products, if you use an exterior paint, that's going to mildicide on it. That will slow it. Another product that works well is one called Jomax, J-O-M-A-X, which you mix up with bleach and with water, and it becomes a very, very strong mildicide. It's a siding wash, and you can buy it at home centers. It's made by the, the Zinzer Company. works very well. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Pick up the phone. Let us know what you're working on because we can help you get the job done. Call us with your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, whether you want a powder room or a luxurious master bath, poor planning when tackling those bathroom upgrades can really leave your project at a wash. We're going to have a few tips for success after this. You're in a money pit. Money pit. This 
portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit because one caller who asked their home improvement or repair question on the air this hour has got a real chance to win a $60 prize package from Rapid Tools. It includes the Shark. It's a combination utility knife and wire stripper. It's got edge serrated utility blades and even a utility knife with an LED light. That package is worth 60 bucks. Going to go to one caller that reaches us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Yeah, give us a call, especially if you're thinking about doing a big project in your home, and maybe that big project could be upgrading your bathroom, which we all know really adds huge value to your biggest investment, which is your home. But if you're planning a functional and still attractive bathroom, you know it can be a challenge. So we want to help you flush out all of your ideas, your budget, your needs, everything. To do that, you might want to think about hiring a professional bathroom designer. Their experience, plus their access to a range of fixtures and detail options that you might not be able to find regularly out in the store, it's going to help you set the stage for beautiful results that are just going to add value to your home. That's what it's all about. In this economy, you don't want to do improvements that aren't going to come back to you in the long run. And a bathroom always offers a big return on investment. And make sure you look for a certified kitchen and bath designer. That is a certification program that assures you that these folks know exactly what they're doing. 888-666-3974, where we know what we're doing when it comes to some home improvement questions. So pick up the phone and call us. We're here to help you out. Leslie, who's next? Irma in New York is thinking about replacing the front door. How can we help? Where is the best kind of a door to get? Well, the best kind of door to probably get today uh, is a fiberglass door. And the reason I say that is because wood doors uh, can crack and warp and metal doors... And they need a lot of maintenance. Yeah, they do. And metal doors can ding and dent, but a fiberglass door doesn't need any of that. Uh, There are a lot of options in fiberglass doors. You can have a smooth one with no grain on it. You can get one that looks exactly like wood. I mean, to the point where it's like stained like wood. And the grain is almost indistinguishable from from real wood. And they come in a variety of styles with raised panels and multiple lights and a and a big glass sort of oval in the center. It's truly it's up to your design choice. There's a fiberglass door that matches that. They're durable in storm situations, um, and they really do stand up well to environmental and weather conditions. You know, uh, Irma, a really good brand to look at is Thermatrue. T H E R M A T R U. That's their website as well. Thermatrue.com. They're also sold at Lowe's. And they really make a nice fiberglass door. You can buy one for, you know, anywhere from a few hundred dollars and up. Mm-hmm. How about a storm door, too, besides? Well, see, now that's the other thing. If you put in a fiberglass door, you don't need a storm door anymore. The doors are so insulated. In fact, the fiberglass doors are eight times better insulated than a wood door. So you no longer need a storm door. The only reason you might want to have a uh, another door on top of that is if you wanted a screen door. But you definitely do not need a storm door well, if you put Irma, up a fiberglass door. Well, and let me tell door. you, as a New Yorker who has a new door on the front of their home, I opted to go without storm door. Mm-hmm. And when you open the door, people feel compelled to walk right in. Pizza delivery guy, strangers, neighbors, you open that door, they see a blank space, and they're right on in. So (laughs) you might want to even think about having one anyway, just for that extra layer in between you. Irma, good luck with that home improvement project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jack in Florida's got a grouting issue. How can we help? 
Yeah, hey, I've got a redoing a bathroom, a shower area. And um, actually, I've got a contractor doing it, and it's a marble shower. <clears throat> we left a um, spot for a stone detail. For some reason, and I guess, I don't know if they didn't know how to grout, but they, like, put the grout on and didn't wipe it off the stone, oh. and it dried. So now uh, I see them up there kind of, like, chipping with a putty knife and making a lot of uh, mess, but it's really not coming off. And I'm just wondering if there's anything we can do other than just tear out the old uh, stone detail and put a new one in. I've never successfully been able to get out grout that was put on an unfinished and unglazed surface like mm -hmm. that. I mean, the stuff is designed to last forever, and it does just that. Yeah, and it's something that when you're installing the grout, you have to be you know, super-duper on it as far as removing the clouding and any extra grout, especially on an unfinished tile. Wrong answer. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> It's just right. so porous, that raw stone, it's just sucked it right in. Right, right. All right, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. I think Jack had a hard time saying thank you. It's like, <laughs> thank you. That's not what I wanted to hear, but thanks anyway. Listening in on WPRO in Rhode Island, we've got John. What's going on at your money pit? I'm talking about uh, an old Victorian that's been in the family since the 20s and 30s, probably built by an aunt in Cumberland, Rhode Island here. And it has a kitchen and a breakfast nook area okay. that uh, have an old rug that's, you know, so dirty you can't stand aside from it anymore. <laughs> and under it appears <laughs> is a linoleum, but under that linoleum appears that somebody put down decades ago, a, uh, before they installed the linoleum, I assume, like black top paper on top of the um, hardwood flooring. Okay. And I took off the old rug. The linoleum lifted right up. Some of the black top paper came off, but large spots were like from the, I guess, from the pressure of the traffic or over the 30, 40, 50 years maybe, almost like bonded to the, uh, you know, the, to the hardwood floor. And I'm getting it off, but it's, you know, it's like hard rock label, like one square inch at a time, my hands and knees. Well, you're going to probably end up refinishing that hardwood floor, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Well, then I wouldn't worry about it because when they come, when you come in with the belt sander, the floor sander, which is a 12-inch wide belt sander that runs across the floor, the grit on that is very, very heavy. You usually start with a very, very heavy grit, like a 40 grit or something like that, and you will cut right through that paper and right through whatever's on top of that floor. So I, I would just get the most of it off, the loose stuff off, and then let, let a professional come in and floor sand that. I generally don't recommend that people do their own floor sanding because it requires... Uh, you know, sort of some, some the touch, some practice. Yes, I know. I tried that once. <laughs> yeah, if you don't practice and you don't have the touch, what can happen is you're going to really damage that floor. So I would, I think you're doing the right thing. Just get the most of it off that you can and then have a floor sander come in and do the rest of it. All right. Well, Ann in Utah is considering something interesting, changing the exterior of a home before she's even purchased it. All right, Ann, what's going on? Well, my husband and I looked at a home. It's 100 years old. Okay. And... It's originally a brick home with some, you know, wood, you know, and, and the eaves and all of that. And somebody has just gone and sprayed it with white stucco everywhere, hmm. under eaves, everything. And we were wondering if there was a safe way to get the stucco off. Gosh, I can't think of one because, you know, if you use anything that's abrasive, you'll damage the bricks and you'll damage the mortar that's underneath that, especially in an older home, because the bricks tend to be fairly soft, as does the mortar. 
right. that's really unfortunate that they've they've essentially painted the whole thing with a stucco like material. And there's no way to sandblast it, or we'll have a pro sandblast it. The to problem try to... with sandblasting is it's that's the worst thing you can do to a historic building Urgh. because it will definitely cut into the brick surface, and it's not going to be pretty. So it's very difficult to remove that. You 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 know you may just have to re- put more of it on there if you don't like the color or something, or maybe it's just not the right house for you. No, I don't think it is. I mean, you know what you can do, Anne, is you can find somebody locally who's into brick restoration who does this as a service and just bring them over there as a consultant and ask them their opinion because, you know, they'll see it. They'll see it firsthand and understand it. And since it's not your home yet, you know, they're not really looking to make a buck because you don't own it yet. It depends on what this stucco material is. I mean, it, I guess it's possible that there could be like a paint stripping type of a chemical that might be able to loosen it up. So it might be worth a little bit of investigation. But my initial gut reaction is it's going to be a tough job. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it probably would be expensive. Yeah. You? Yeah, a lot of labor, which means a lot of money. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome, man. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming to you 24-7-365 at one money pit and online at moneypit.com. Hey, more and more of you want to know what you can do to really go green and what's going to make a definite impact in your homes and in your lives. Well, coming up, we're going to talk about a one-stop online resource for green products and great info. We'll have that next. You're, You're listening, listening to Extreme, Extreme How-To How to Radio. Money Pit! The Money Pit is brought to you by Citrus Magic, the all-natural super strong air freshener, available in spray and solid form. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And maybe you've become familiar or at least heard of a term called green or the greening of America or the greening of your home. Well, I'm sure you've heard it in some capacity because green is everywhere. And if you're an expectant parent like I am, you're probably paying a lot of attention to everything from the kind of paint that you're using in the nursery to the flooring, even the furnitures, the finishings, the toys, the clothing, everything that's going to be around your newborn. Yeah, basically what you're saying, Leslie, is that as a parent, we all become a bit neurotic. Uh, I'm already beyond the neuroses <laughs> at this point, and I'm not even there yet. <laughs> well, if you find yourself in that position, you're going to love our next guest. Joining us now with the top 10 things expectant parents should look at in the home is Sarah Beatty, founder of GreenDepot.com. And Sarah, we understand that your entire venture into the green arena started when you yourself were pregnant, and I guess perhaps a bit green neurotic <laughs> <laughs> at that time. Tell us what happened. Hi, hi, Leslie. Hi, Tom. Um, I definitely was a bit neurotic, and I was very pregnant. I was about eight, and actually into my ninth month pregnancy, expecting to head to the hospital um, within five days to delivery. And I noticed that in our newly renovated apartment, our floorboards were popping up in our kitchen. Hmm. And um, Leslie, as you may uh, relate to this, you know, when you get into that final month, you have your list of everything you have to get done. <laughs> and, and you're on a strict deadline. You know, it's like <laughs> nesting to the extreme. Exactly. So 
So I, I had a floor specialist come in. Um, I really had no experience. Uh, you know, I was just a homeowner who had renovated her home. Um, it wasn't a part of what I you know, had been doing before. And someone came in and they sat me down with my mother and said, I, I don't want to scare you, but I'm very concerned that you have mold contamination throughout your home. And if that's the case, I really think that you should leave and, until it's tested because it could be dangerous for you as well as for your unborn child. Now, Sarah, was this a contractor that perhaps was trying to sell you uh, some services? Now, that's a really good question. It wasn't a contractor. It actually was a gentleman who specializes in flooring and works with a lot of contractors. Um, but this guy was a very reputable, trusted um, person who we had been referred to through an architect who we knew. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I think you should have this checked. Well, it sounds like it was good advice. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, let's get to some of your tips. Uh, first, you've got one about lighting. You say that parents should consider full-spectrum light bulbs. I don't think I've ever heard of that. What do you mean by full-spectrum? Well, a full-spectrum light bulb is not a compact fluorescent bulb, which many people think of when they think of green building. Okay. But actually, a full-spectrum bulb mimics natural light. Oh, okay. Yes, we've seen these. Yeah, that's shown to reduce eye fatigue and strain. And, and also with young babies where they're developing a lot of things, you don't want to have harsh light. So that is why we recommend full-spectrum light bulbs. Now, what about mattresses and bedding? You know, as I'm shopping for the things for my own crib for the house, the, there's so many options. There are organic options, but they're kind of pricey. Is it worth it? Oh, it's absolutely worth it. You don't want to have uh, plastics and, and other things that have been finished with formaldehydes in a mattress that your baby is going to sleep on. Uh, I think it's probably one of the most important things if you're going to take the time also to make sure that you use a non-toxic adhesive on your carpets and you do use no toxic paints. Of course, you'd also want to consider a mattress um, that doesn't have any of those toxins as a part of your makeup. Let's talk about some of the cleaning tips that you offer. You say uh, when you're buying a vacuum, use a HEPA filter, which makes good sense. But with cleaning products themselves, uh, do you think you can mix them up yourself, or are there products out there that are natural enough for the babies? The great news is that there are both. Okay. <laughs> if, um, if you want to make your own, there's, you know, it really is going back in time. But uh, great stuff like vinegar and, and baking soda work very well. And if you are a new mom and you don't have that kind of time, the good news is right now there are so many new, sound, fantastic, natural cleaning products that are on the market. You can get them in the grocery store. Look for natural enzyme formulas, and you want to make sure that there's not many long chemical names on the ingredients in the back, and you'll be all set. Great advice, Sarah Beatty from GreenDepot.com. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. It's a pleasure. I'll keep on listening. It's great tips from you guys. Thanks, Sarah. You've certainly helped me get my head wrapped around what's going to make my nursery just perfect and green for my little one who should be arriving any moment. Well, if you've done some work in your house, it might be time to get your home reappraised, but we want to make sure that you're ready when the appraiser comes to your house. We're going to give you a simple checklist of what you need to have on hand so that you are ready for every question asked after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Ream Water Heaters. For dependable, energy-efficient tank and tankless water heaters, you can trust Ream. Learn more at SmarterHotWater.com. 
Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here at the Money Pit is one 888 Pit. One caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a very useful prize. We're giving away a $60 prize pack from Rapid Tools. And it includes a shark knife. And you know sharks have pretty sharp teeth, so I can tell you that this knife is pretty darn sharp. It's the first and only tool to combine a utility knife with a wire stripper. And it's got a one-button quick blade change system that is so easy to use. It takes away all the apprehension of, oh, my God, I'm going to cut my fingers off. It really <laughs> does make it easy. Give us a call. you got to be in it to win it. So pick up the phone. Let us know what you're working on at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Well, if you've decided to stay put because you can't sell your house, you've been improving it diligently over the last couple of years, you know, another thing that you ought to be doing at this point in time is having it reappraised. Why? Well, for tax purposes, for insurance purposes, it's always good to know what your house is worth. But before the appraiser rings your doorbell, here's a few things you need to have on hand. First of all, it's helpful if you have a copy of the original plans and specs of your home, if that's available. But more importantly is a survey of the house and the property because he's got to know or she's got to know how much house and how much land you own. Also, you need to pull together the deed or the title report and your purchase date and the price. Also helpful to have a recent tax bill and that all-important list of home improvements that we hopefully have helped you get through because all those things can add up when it comes to valuing your house and then you'll know what it's worth and maybe with that information, you can upgrade your insurance, perhaps apply for a home equity loan or whatever else that you need to do to protect and maintain the value of your home moving forward. And for those of you that are in the midst of your home improvement projects, we can help you by calling 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? Annette in Virginia, what can we help you with at your Money Pit? We moved into our house about four years ago, and there was water in the basement. And we've since dried out and finished the basement. And we have carpet on top of the subflooring upstairs, and the walls and the floor squeak, squeak and crack really bad when you walk across them. This is the carpeted floor that squeaks? Yes. Okay. Um, the best way to fix a, a squeaky floor that's under carpet is to pull the carpet up. Is that a possibility for you? Um, yeah, other than the fact that it's only four years old. But, All right. Uh, well, this is going to depend directly upon how annoyed you are by those squeaks, okay, <laughs> Annette? Um, but if you pull the, uh, the carpet up, what kind of flooring is underneath that? Is it uh, plywood or is it hardwood? Um, it's plywood. Okay, perfect. When you pull the carpet up, what you're going to want to do is re-nail it or actually re-screw it. There probably aren't screws in it yet, so you want to screw it down to the floor joists. You'll see where the nails are that will identify where the floor joists are. And uh-huh. you want to screw it down using drywall screws. They're hardened screws because the reason you're getting squeaks is because the plywood is moving. And if you could screw it down, it's not going to move, hence it will not squeak. Usually when floors are installed, they're put in with a kind of a nail called a cooler. And it's a seven penny, like a thin common nail that's covered with a glue. And the reason it's called a cooler is because when you drive the the nail in, the friction of the nail moving into the wood very quickly melts the glue. And it's supposed to sort of freeze in place. But that doesn't necessarily happen. The wood loosens up, and then it rubs up and down in the nails as you walk across it, and that makes a terrible squeak sound. So by tightening up the floors, by screwing it down, that stops that from occurring. And what would cause the walls to squeak, like when the temperature changes outside? Because sometimes Um, they'll just pop on their own. Well, when you say the walls are squeaking, do you hear sort of like a crick sound? It's like a creak and a pop. 
Um, there could be a number of things happening. First of all, it's expansion and contraction. Are you sure it's not due to um, plumbing pipes in the walls? Because very often what happens is if you have hot or cold water pipes in the walls, as you turn them on, they will expand and contract and draw and sort of draw across the floor, the, uh, the studs, and make sort of a squeaking or a cricking sound. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's not. It's in um, one of the bedrooms up in the front of the house. Yeah, then it's probably just expansion or contraction based on the temperature that's outside. Not likely to be a problem. Okay. And this didn't happen when we bought the house because the humidity in the basement, is that correct? And then it just Well, certainly indoor air, the indoor air humidity has an effect on that. Um, but, you know, the squeaks and the noises are mostly an annoyance, and they seldom indicate a structural problem. Okay, great. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Art in Virginia, what's going on at your house? Well, I've got a 20-year-old house, and the insulating strip on the bottom of the front door has gone away, and I can't make the people at the local home stores understand what I'm looking for if they do have it. Any <laughs> any idea where I could look for something to fill in that about half-inch gap? Yeah. Um, now, this is the actual strip on the bottom of the door itself. That's called a sweep. And... Frost King, I think, would be the manufacturer that um, you might want to look into. It's usually available at the big box home centers as well as hardware stores. And you're simply looking for a door sweep. Now, you may not be able to find the exact door sweep that was on there originally. If that's the case, you could find one that attaches to the back of the door and sort of hangs down a bit. One way or the other, you'll be able to find a sweep that's going to work for you and seal out air and water from getting under that door. Okay, I'll check it out. Thanks a million. You are tuned to the Money Pit, and if you are thinking about refinishing your kitchen cabinets, well, you know that cleaning those old, grimy kitchen doors and everything that's involved in all that cabinetry is a task that requires a lot of elbow grease. We're going to tell you exactly the step-by-step of what you need to do next. It is brought to you by Bear Premium Plus Ultra Exterior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology to help you save time and money while preserving your home's exterior finish. For more information, visit Bear.com. That's B-E-H-R.com. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And did you know that you can listen to the Money Pit where you want and when you want? Only if you go ahead and download our very free podcast. It's a year's worth of shows we've got available online at moneypit.com. It goes right into your MP3 player. You can bop around town, listen to it while you're working on your home improvement project. And you can even search the shows by topics. You can find exactly what you need when you want it. And while you're online, go ahead and click on Ask Tom and Leslie, especially if you're feeling kind of shy and not wanting to pick up the phone. And you can email us your home improvement question. We've got one here from Marilyn in Crestview, Florida, who writes... We love your show. Thanks, Marilyn. Our kitchen cabinets have an indent on the top, and there is about 13 years of dust, dirt, and grime in that space. How should I top it off? Is there anything I can do to make the cabinets so that they're flush on top and then the grime doesn't have a place to go to? 
Well, if you seal them off, the grime will just fall to the floor. I mean, it's <laughs> called a vacuum, Marilyn, and the way those cabinets are built is very, very common. They're usually recessed on top, and, and that's just normal for them. Now, of course, you can you know put an additional shelf above that, sort of seal it away, but it's really not necessary. Yeah, I think with just a little bit of maintenance, you can solve that dirt and dust problem once and for all. We've gotten here from Derek in Dallas who writes, Whenever I turn on the air conditioner, I hear a high-pitched squealing noise coming from the unit outside. It sounds like the squeals come in intervals as opposed to one continuous squeal. What's causing this noise? Uh, bad bearings in the outdoor condensing unit. The reason it's coming in intervals, Derek, is because that unit is going to come on and off. It's going to cycle as the unit basically cools your house. So you've got some bearing problems there, and you really need to fix that now. Because if you don't, what's going to happen? Well, it's going to get a lot worse, and it could actually fail and seize. All right, we've got one here from Patty who says, we started prepping and painting our older wood doors around our home last year. Once we got all the loose paint off, then we primed and put on two coats of paint. However, now all of the hardware is rusty, which wasn't <laughs> rusted before. What can we do? Uh, you know, old wood doors are really passe these days. I would recommend that you look into getting a fiberglass door. Fiberglass doors last forever. They look just like wood doors. They're gorgeous. If you want to check out some really terrific ones, go to the website for Thermatrue. It's Thermatrue.com. They actually invented this door uh, system 25 years ago, and it looks great today. Well, if you've been thinking about adding some furnishing to your home, but perhaps don't have the cashola to do just that, Leslie's got some inexpensive solutions in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, this is something that all the designers and pros are doing out there. So it really does make your home look like it's got that wonderful professional finish touch to it. It's a good trick of the trade. If you want to turn unusual items into functional side tables, you will look like a pro did it. For example, those glazed ceramic garden stools, you see them in the catalogs, you see them at home centers. They make a really unexpected and beautiful side table or even a bath stool. You can also find raindrums. Those are sort of those hourglass shaped, beautiful carved metal pieces with sort of a big tray on top, even vintage wire baskets, or even musical instruments. We've used them a ton of time on While You Were Out to do just that, to make a wonderful side table, and it works really well. You can also then go ahead and cut a custom piece of glass to make a wonderful top for any of these pieces, and your transformation is complete. It's a great way to salvage a vintage piece that you might be in love with that otherwise was heading to the trash. You can display your favorite items and then save all that stuff from clogging up the local landfill. Cheap tricks for great-looking furniture. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Coming up next week on the show, we're going to give you some relief from the heat. If you're ready to go ahead and get that central AC system installed, we'll have some tips to help you do just that. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.